the book of Proverbs, starting with chapter 13. He starts again with the importance of, of enjoying discipline, understanding that the fruit of life comes from that. And then talks about the importance of the mouth, that what comes out of the mouth. Yeah, Jesus talked about this as well, that, that being what is um, has a great effect on you and others. Again, as we go through these, each one, you know, there's a lot of different topics, but they're they're good topics to medicate, meditate on and and uh, just examine ourselves. Sometimes he doesn't even. I mean, I think you can tell what his thoughts are, but sometimes uh, Solomon doesn't even uh, put a value judgment on on it in the words. He just lays it out there and allows you to examine yourself by them. Verse seven is an example that there is one who pretends to be rich but has nothing. Another pretends to be poor but has great wealth. Verse 20 is an important one. He who walks with wise men will be wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. So what did this chapter cover? Things like righteousness, hard work, discipline, uh, seeking wisdom and understanding, knowledge, prudence. um, Fearing the commandment, fearing the Lord. And uh, in favor following these things. And then we're on to chapter 14. This chapter starts with a wise woman building her house, but the foolish tearing it down reminds me of Jesus talking about building on solid ground versus building on sand. And, uh, you know, what, what do we build our life on? Four is a great line, uh, a great wisdom. Where no oxen are, the manger is clean, but much revenue comes by the strength of the ox. So you can have a really clean barn and you don't have to worry about cleaning up after anything with no livestock in there. But if you have livestock, you can get income. But there's a mess along the way you got to tend to. (laughs) So I like that one. It applies to a lot in life. The very famous verse in 12, there is a way which seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. The wisdom of the world, the wisdom of, of fallen man leads to death. We must lay that down. And what is the wisdom of the Lord? Because that never seems uh, as appealing uh, in our natural life. But that is the way that leads to life. 26 might be counterintuitive if, if you don't understand the fear of the Lord. In the fear of the Lord, there is strong confidence, and his children will have refuge. So, in fear of the Lord, it might sound like, well, you're, you're going to be go around being scared of things. When in actuality, when you fear the Lord, you fear nothing else. So you gain confidence because you know that he loves you and he has a way for you. And so fearing the Lord means magnifying who he is, which automatically diminishes everything else. And the more we magnify who he is, the more the world around us is simply something he has created for his purposes. 
And when we magnify the Lord, fear the Lord with all that we are, we realize He is putting everything for His purposes, which become our purposes. And so we have incredible confidence because He is the Lord and we are His. What can possibly stand against Him? 34 is interesting since, uh, you know, we're in a world uh, surrounded by a world uh, undergoing judgment right now. Righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a disgrace to any people. So it's showing, you know, judgment consequences come even against entire nations. And why is that? The king's favor is toward a servant who acts wisely, but his anger is toward him who acts shamefully. So, you know, who is the king of kings? It's the Lord. And he loves those who seek him, who act wisely by seeking him in his ways, his wisdom, his truth, his very way of life. But then anger comes on those who act shamefully. And so we have both things going on right now. And then we're on to 15. The first couple verses are about the, the power of the tongue and the mouth and, and how we speak to others. James speaks to this as well. I like 16 and 17. Better is a little with fear of the Lord than great treasure and turmoil with it. So he's saying and then similar better is a dish of vegetables where love is than a fattened ox served with hatred so he's speaking to what is truly important in life versus the you know the the things that we surround ourselves with it's actually our relationship with God our relationship with people if each of these things are done according to the way of the Lord then life is good. If not, no matter how many extra things we have, life is a struggle. I like the ending of this chapter. The Lord is far from the wicked, but he hears the prayers of the righteous. Bright eyes gladden the heart. Good news puts fat on the bones. He whose ear listens to the life-giving reproof will dwell among the wise. He who neglects discipline despises himself, but he who listens to reproof requires understanding. The fear of the Lord is the instruction for wisdom, and before honor comes humility. It's a good, short little instruction book on life. And uh, that all finishes up for now. God bless you.